I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Why are you clutching that large feral hog like it's a child? I didn't know they were addictive. You know, I really believed what they were telling me. He deserves a normal family. Two parents, a loving family home. It's about you having to face this. I am and... facing this. I am facing it! I am facing this! Wait. Wait. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 96 of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe. How are you? You're back from the tunnel. I hope so. Uh, I tried some stuff right after we finished uh, recording our last episode. I called you and was like, all right, I think I fixed it like five minutes after we stopped recording. Um, that kind of fixed it, but now I tried it on a, another computer. It sounded bad once again. Uh, I deinstalled the fucking thing once again and then it worked again. I hope this is not temporary and you can listen to me in a crisp and clear quality the way you're used to uh, when hearing my voice. Uh, but yeah. funny if it, if it went like worse throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> in like two hours time, you can barely hear you. <laughs> so we got to hurry up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your number one? What's your number one? <laughs> I mean... Um, this is a special episode, so we're going to talk about the best thing we've seen all year, like you uh, probably saw in the title and the thumbnail and where the fuck, uh, which means there are a lot of st- there's a lot of stuff we've already talked about. So yes. This might go fast. Who knows? I um, doubt it. I mean, this is tradition around here. We can say this is probably the first, uh, well, the first reoccurring topic, right? We've done this last year, obviously. Um, like yeah. every media outlet does it these days to... Um, the uh, current yeah well yeah to, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're sure. gonna talk about our favorite things of the year um mm-hmm. like how was your last or how were your last couple of weeks in terms of preparing for this did you uh, watch everything you wanted to did you catch up on on anything uh hardly last year there was a couple <laughs> of things that i tried to squeeze in like swallow and bakura you watched um, swallow did we yeah, talk about that i think very shortly okay i I'm not sure if it was on my list, but I think we shortly talked about it when we came to the honorables. So okay. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, this year, I barely did that. I had very little time. There's a movie that came out today. We were recording this on December 31st, right at the end of the year. Happy New uh, Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year to everybody listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't get around to watch it. Uh, I had barely any time today. And the only thing that I did watch... Um, which you know, I think I can spoil was Power of the Dog. I finally caught up on, um, right? But I think that's pretty much it. Uh, how about you? Did you squeeze anything in last minute? Lots of things. <laughs> it was a good week. Well, the cinemas are back open, so I mean, we even saw something together. Yeah, one I'm, more thing. Yeah, but I <laughs> do doubt that it's gonna make any of our lists because yeah, I'm surprised. 
that you spoil that you saw Power of the Dog because that means it's not going to make your list, which is fine. But uh, I didn't think anybody would expect it to, uh, or you would, because front runners so... this year. Yeah, I, yeah, it's good. I liked it, but there's so many things that came out this year. So many things that I forgot about. I thought uh, came out last year. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I had to choose from, so it didn't make the list. But I did the same thing. I looked at everything that I saw this year, and I have mm-hmm. to say, this is one of probably it's probably the worst year of films that I've had as a film geek or whatever. Oh, really? It's been a shit year for films. I'm not sure if it's like worse than last year. It is for me. It is. Yeah, what I mean, was like our I think top so. five from last year. Well, we had like, well, you might be right because of the pandemics. A lot of things were like um, postponed. Postponed, yeah. Right. But you might be right. Last year, because we had normal people. That was. I, I just, I'm just remembering my one mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah, you like, had 1917. Mm-hmm. But no, um, no. anything else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last year was was maybe equally as bad. But I looked through it and I I discovered that I did not give a single film or show a nine out of ten this year. Oh. Yeah, I gave I think one single thing. Yes, but that's, that, that's not that's not a good year. That's I mean a lot of a lot of good eights, a lot of good eights. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm surprised because I I thought of two things right away that would be like a nine or uh, for you, but we'll, we'll get to I those. I think we'll I gave a like to a couple of them on Letterbox, but right, not that doesn't a mean nine. anything to anyone. Uh, but yeah. yeah, because yeah, <laughs> special movies that I uh, that you liked. Uh, especially much you can give a like to a little heart. Uh, I think I've won nine on my list. I might have two, okay. um, but it's yeah, it's hard to hard to say. I didn't compare all of them. I just saw what I did see how I remembered them. Like I mentioned, it's been some time since I watched some of them. Yeah, a couple of months. How many things have you seen this year? Do you want to do you want to share that information? Uh, new things or like yeah, like twenty twenty one things that were in contention for your uh, end of the year list now. I like in contention. I think I wrote down eighteen. No, picks. I mean like no, no. I mean in contention, just just in terms of like it could be picked as in like the time frame it came out in twenty twenty one. Oh, I don't know um, because I do have some twenty twenty things here technically that came out at, in like December in the US. Right, right. Those count as twenty twenty one for us. Right. We we've said this many times. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm not sure about the the list. How about you? Do you know an exact number? Yes. Well, I keep I keep track of everything, and um, yeah. it's been well. You too. You log everything on Letterbox. Yes, but I know you keep a, a special list on your phone. I do have everything well, I'm, I'm on Letterbox, up. and yeah. according to the stats, out of the two hundred nine things that I logged, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, forty six came out in twenty twenty one, and like I mentioned, uh, I watched a couple of things that technically. Sure. Count as 2020. Sometimes it's just a fucking festival dates, even though it came sure. out in January everywhere. So, yeah. sure, sure. I mean, uh, it's difficult because uh, so many films took a while to come over here. 20, mm-hmm. uh, like those are like 2021 releases for us. There's also like, especially one thing that I saw in 2021 that I was throughout the whole year I was like, this is going to be in my top three, and then mm-hmm. I realized I could have watched it in 2020 when it came out. So it's oh, okay. not a 2021 release, which is a shame because uh, I didn't include it last year and I can't include it now. But, um, Would you want to mention it now? I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later okay. in the honorables. But I've seen uh, 94 2021 movies and specials this year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, okay. If you include all of your 2020 releases, that w- which are in my 94 as well. Yeah, um, I, plus I didn't closer. include uh, all of the shows since I barely rate any of the shows because I think it's sure. just impossible to rate a show 
Yeah, no, I, I just included the miniseries, but whatever. We'll get to this. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the best things that we've seen all year, a tradition yes. we've had together for a while. We obviously did it on the podcast last year, and we're going to count down our top 10 favorites of the year. Um, movies, shows, miniseries, YouTube videos, um, whatever we want, basically. It has I mean, to... Yeah, yeah you're I mean, not going to have a YouTube video. where a YouTube video makes the list, I think it's going to be a, it's a very bad year. It's, no, it, it's it can amazing be a great YouTube, YouTube thing. It can be a sure. great YouTube thing, you know? <laughs> uh, some bloopers. I always love to point out these blooper videos, which are sure. f- fantastic. Sex tape of the Nivernyev. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. It's Roger Deakins uh, <laughs> behind the camera. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. Some classy-ass porn. Everything would look a lot bigger. <laughs> anyway, um, where was I? Right, it has to have come out in 2021, where we live in the Central European area, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you're going to hear a lot of things that came out in 2020. Um, I decided to exclude one thing that is te- technically not out yet anywhere like something that i saw at the viennale i decided okay. to exclude it this year because it's nowhere out yet so um i'm not sure if, hmm. i, I think everything you year. saw at the viennale is out okay i, I, I think so. i actually I know the one so you're talking well. about and it's going to be out soon yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're good with that one okay. but let's dive into this um who starts this week who the fuck knows um <laughs> 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 i've given up on life uh Okay. <laughs> Put it um, in the comments. The last special we did was on Tarantino. Nolan. Tarantino. I started that one. You started, yes. Okay. So you got to do the pitch of like what happens if we have it close together and far apart. Oh yeah, right. You know, prepared as I always am. I didn't didn't even do do my vocal warm warm ups. You can hear it in my voice right now by uh, how I stutter. I'm surprised uh, you haven't had a voice break yet. Uh, yeah, wait for it. Don't worry about it. Uh, I had yeah, haven't had any tea, so right, right, right. That always dries my throat up. Um, <laughs> quality, pure as quality. Um, this is a special, like you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna do this in the form of a top ten. And if I have something on my number nine, for example, and you have it on your uh, number three, uh, we are going to postpone the discussion for later. But I, if I have something on my eight and Flores has it on his number seven, we can talk about it then and there and why we have it on these spots on our list. And we're going to uh, work our way through to the best thing that we've seen all year, the thing that we can most recommend or we most enjoyed or had a special experience with, whatever. And yeah, like you said, you started last time, so it's my turn to start with number 10. Yeah. And would something. you say, I'm sorry, but would no, you no, say this ahead. has been a, like, I, I said it was a shit year that might have been a bit over, like overdoing it a little bit. I'm looking at the list now. I've ha- I have 10 things which I'm somewhat content with, you know? Mm-hmm. How about you? Like, uh, you haven't mentioned this yet. How does it well, stack up in terms of other years for you? Well, all in all, I think there have definitely been better years. Um, I think I do love, like, the top five, six things that I saw. Okay. I thought they were amazing. There were some real gems there. Um, but as a whole list, I think it could have been better. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's still good. Okay. It's still great. Um, because my number 10 uh, is something that's going to be higher on your list. It is the new mini series that just finished. It's Dope Sick. He says it with, with so much confidence, right? As if he, as if he, <laughs> as if he knew. Uh, yeah, which is interesting because 
Uh, we'll talk about it later. That is higher for me, yes. Okay. Well, you, well, we talked about Dopesick and we discussed if we should talk about it uh, now that it has finished. And you're like, oh, we'll probably talk about it next week anyway. So I just assumed, you know. Well, it was the, the, the day after I talked about it as a pick. You told What's me that you started. After? No, no, no. I'm saying okay. something different now. You, you told me that you also started watching it. Mm-hmm. And then you right. were like, I, I might mention it the next week. And then sure. we forgot to do that. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, instead of like talking about it like last week, let's just save the whole discussion for, sure. for this week because it is going to make my list. And I assume oh, I'm excited for that because it is a thing that we haven't discussed yet uh, properly. Yeah. You just pitched it to me and to everybody listening and it sounded amazing and it was amazing. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that a bit later. Uh, my number 10 of <laughs> 2021 is, <laughs> I almost included it <laughs> only <laughs> to make you laugh. <laughs> Let's go. My 10 is Wrath of Man. <laughs> I have to laugh myself. Do you remember that film? What? Come Wrath on. of Man. Yeah, you saw this. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jesus, what's his name? Mats Mikkelsen movie. No. No, there's Riders of Justice. Guy what's Ritchie. Wrath of Guy Man? Ritchie, Jason Statham. Jesus Christ. Is, that is your... No, no okay. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke. Uh, my brain just got fucked by that statement. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> I'm slow, dude. I am very slow today. Uh, okay, so, but that's not your number 10, right? It is. I'm saying I included it because I wanted to get that reaction. I love that you thought it was a I joke. Thought, I'm I being genuine. you included it as just to make me laugh. No, no, no. Um, no. That is my genuine number 10 of the year, which it tells really you... It was a bad year for you. Which, we, which I was about to say, <laughs> which really tells you a lot about my year. Wow. No, but I the thing... I remember no, you no, like loving It this. was my pick that week. It was my pick that week. Sure, a lot of things have been I remember, I remember you... We've had 52 episodes. I remember you spoiled that pick. You were like, let's talk about Wrath of Man. It's not going to be your pick. And I'm like, mm. well, hold up. Rewind just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I never like God how much you liked this movie. I thought we were on a similar page. I thought you liked it more than me, of course. But I thought you were like it's it's an okay movie. I wanted to be like in, I wanted some variety on the list, and mm-hmm. I wanted to have a because I, I said it in the during the regular episode. This is like yeah. an action film that stands out above the mediocre rest to me. It was. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen a film like that. We saw it, obviously, in, in the sneak preview a couple of months ago. Um, Guy Ritchie, new Guy Ritchie film, Jason Statham as this um, mis- mysterious dude who uh, works at a... like wh- 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 Money transport right, company. Tr- trucks, safe trucks, whatever. How do, sure. Yeah. As a driver there with Holt McCallany from Mindhunter and, and so many <laughs> other things. I always love to see that dude. Uh, and Scott Eastwood as one of the, one of the villains. And, uh, dude, I said it I'm, we're we're going to repeat ourselves a lot because we've already talked about these things before. But um, the first time you see him uh, with just the shot of the eyes, the whole like evil there, uh, it worked for me. I was completely uh, immersed in that film, and uh, it is a like a um, box standard like brutal action thriller with like ninety uh, percent gunfights. Probably that's a bit overshooting it, but uh, sure. <laughs> I really enjoyed the mystery element of it. I wanted to see why Statham is doing what he's doing. And mm-hmm. um, the action was well done. And uh, I liked it. It's a film that I haven't seen. It's, it's a, these, this kind of film I haven't seen in a while, like done properly and uh, like recently. Like there's a couple of good ones in the, obviously in the 90s and the early 2000s. That's sort of the era when those films sort of dominated, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I always like to see them done well again. And Guy Ritchie is hit or miss for me, definitely. 
But uh, Wrath of Man really worked for me. And uh, I had to smile when I went through my picks today. But um, I wanted to put it on as my number 10 because of some variety. And I excluded certain things that were better. But I wanted to be like, once again, I wanted to go by rewatchability. I wanted to go by fun. And I wanted to go by the whole like, cinematic experience. And Wrath mm-hmm. of Man was in my top 10 of the year. Well, uh, yeah, your list just became a whole lot more unpredictable uh, for me. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of things that I haven't seen in your list uh, that many. you've seen uh, maybe at the Viennale. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, that took me by surprise. So, yeah. You want to bash the film or you want to just move on? I think I'll move on. I've bashed the movie <laughs> before. I It just wasn't for me. Uh, it wasn't the kind of action that really spoke to me. Um, the plot just didn't convince me. But I... I if I had gotten more behind it, I could see why it is just a fun action movie. I mean, there's some good action scenes in there. Uh, it's kind of an exciting ending, I guess. Um, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, the ending was yeah, it wasn't even the ending. It, it's really it's just like the, the ending. You know, the last like twenty minutes. Right, right, right. But for me, it was not even like one scene towards the end that made it like mm-hmm. great. It was just the whole like two hour runtime or however long it was. Uh, it was a. Um, it was a ride, and I enjoyed being on it. So yeah, <laughs> that's my number ten. You sure. know, I'll tell you afterwards what was my like my eleven and twelve and some honorables, which are more, uh, you know, um, uh, <laughs> prestigious, <laughs> prestigious picks. Definitely, yes. <laughs> but, you know, got to go with the gut. Sure, sure. Exciting pick. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, my number nine is something that I'm not sure qualifies as a pick, and I wrote you. Does this count? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but I picked it as my number nine. And it is Palm Springs. Why wouldn't it count? It just came out in like, I don't know, the summer of 2020 in most countries. Yeah. I, I know it, it took some time to reach us. I wasn't sure when it came out here. It definitely counts and it's higher for me. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, I, I I know the feeling of like picking mm-hmm. something that's been like in the public discussion for what feels like two years. Yes, such a long time. I know, but we gotta. I mean, we unless we torrent everything and talk about it the day mm-hmm. of, um, we have to stay stick by the rules. This is a 2021 release here, and um, we have no. Sure. Yeah, we gotta talk I about f- it this year. I think this is the only thing on my list that I wasn't sure about. Okay, okay, okay. Like, if it w- came out in 2020. Gotcha. Um, so what's your number nine? I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's now your turn to say it's higher. Uh, oh. Because my number nine is The Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's higher for me. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my number eight, then, is the new, very sweet uh, summer experience by Pixar. It was Luca. Wow. Wow. Have you watched... Uh, you have watched it, okay. I, I wasn't, okay. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not on my list. <laughs> not on my list. Okay. Luca is not on my list. Uh, yeah, Luca is on my list. I mean, it's Pixar. It just looked and felt great. It was a very fun summer experience. And it is the kind of movie that I would watch again for uh, in the summertime um, if I'm looking for that kind of family movie. And since then, I've thought about it a couple of times. The last time um, I was at the ocean. Uh, in Croatia over the summer, I, I thought oh, of this yeah. movie and how well they did the water, how beautiful it looked, and it just gives you that feeling of um, relaxation in a way, and really made me go back to visit Italy sometime. I haven't been in years, and I it was just cute. I love the characters, Alberto. There's so many uh, just sweet scenes. It was just even more innocent uh, than even some other Pixar films, maybe like Incredibles is maybe a bit more sinister. Sure. Um, 
but it just worked for me and i would love to watch it again uh, i was excited when i heard about this movie it was that it was going to come up because it looked sweet the whole mermaid thing and it you know classic fucking pixar and i what i so much like about um luca and so many other pixar films is just the voice cast is always great they don't rely on fucking celebrities just coming in and doing every fucking voice like they're gonna do for a new mario movie which is just <laughs> the most bizarre casting that i've seen well chris pratt is supposed to have a good voice for it like he's supposed <gasps> to i, I do i'm not saying that. i know i mean I know. king uh, uh king michael key yeah as toad like what Seth i don't know Rogen as donkey kong of course <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know what vision they have for this film. I don't know anything oh, about it. I mean, it's by Illumination, the guys that did, uh, like, Despicable Me. Uh, minions, yeah. Minions, whatever. So I think they're just speaking to children and what's going to be fun and just doing the safe bet because, you know, recognizable voices bring people to the seats. But what I enjoy about um, animation movies is that they're completely new characters. Uh, you can do with them whatever you want and you don't just think of the actor the whole time. I think the best voice acting is the kind where you don't recognize the voice. Uh, some big actors have done that, um, and they do have some, you know, recognizable people in there, like the sure. kid from It and others. But it just, it just worked. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Pixar always they they pick their the 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 voice that's most suited rather than yeah. like a celebrity that's just uh, yeah. You're right. Exactly. Is I, I don't I don't know if I want to like I'm sorry sorry if I steal your thunder, but is Encanto going to make your list? It is not. Okay, okay, okay. So you enjoyed Luca more than Encanto then by that logic, obviously. I did. I don't know. Maybe we will talk about Encanto next no, no, no. week. Um, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> for you, I don't know, or how we're going to do this? Such a good um, point you bring up because I thought like because I've I've watched many things this mm-hmm. and last week in preparation for this, and I was like maybe if we don't even mention some of them. Like the one that we saw together yes. uh, is not going to make either of our lists. So we can then maybe use it as a viable pick next week or whatever. Sure. I don't know how I mean, we're going to do If this. it's not going to be on the list, I mean, why not? Uh, yeah. I just mentioned Power of the Dog because I knew I wasn't going to bring it up because we already talked about it. Um, so I thought it wouldn't be well, as interesting. So, well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But um, Encanto, yeah, I, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan. I, I enjoyed Luca more than Encanto too. I really enjoyed Encanto except for the ending. Which was yeah, a bit too sudden. It was uh, so so obvious, like not even yeah. obvious, but uh, <laughs> yeah, nah, too much for me, too much for yeah. me. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we'll save it for next week. Um, <laughs> um, so, what's your number eight? What is my eight? Let's have a look. My eight is um, one of those films that came out two years ago, but it took two a while. years ago. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying Jesus it, Christ. It, well, it actually premiered at Sundance 2020, which is basically mm. two years ago. Yes. Okay, but it came out in twenty twenty one in Austria, which is promising young woman. Mm, it is not on my list. Okay, wow. Yes. Yeah, I, I almost excluded it, but then I was like looking through my ratings, and it was sort of at the top. This was an eight out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice, and um, to me, when I look back on it now, I'm I don't um, look back on it as fondly as my rating suggests. Okay. Um. But I do remember really thoroughly enjoying it, especially the first time when I had no idea where it was going to go. And it's a nasty piece of work. But I think the <laughs> sort of like superficiality of the whole thing of like these, um, I mean, would you agree with that? That's like superficial. I, I couldn't really, it didn't feel like it was based in reality. This like over the top mm-hmm. thing and this like whole like, uh, you know, she knows every move and uh, 
you know? Yeah, kind of, but I ex- uh, actually uh, expected it to be even more over the top from what little bits I saw from the trailer and whatever, uh, because I thought it was more of a straight-up revenge and horror thing, and it right. did have more of a grounded uh, plot. You I think thought. so? Yeah, I think okay. it was fairly realistic in a lot of ways. No, sure, sure, sure. Probably sure, all sure. of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carrie Mulligan is great. Yes. Um, so is Bo Burnham. Love Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it is, it, it, I like to describe it as this nasty, like, uh, to me, it is a bit detached from reality, maybe mm-hmm. more than it is for you, but it's still like such a smart and intricate uh, film and plot, and I just want to see what the director, uh, Emerald Fennel, does next. I'm really excited to, to see that, because if she can keep that up, it's sort of like, like kind of like... Um, owning that kind of genre for her mm-hmm. kind of like uh, peel did in recent years with his uh, movies i sure, feel like yeah. she could uh, do a similar thing uh, she's a really exciting writer and director and uh, i like promising young woman i mean yeah uh great cast obviously carrie mulligan and bo burnham and mm-hmm. uh, jennifer coolidge and uh max what's his name greenfield max green greenfield greenfield yeah, yeah. <laughs> small <laughs> role but yeah sure um yeah it's some some uh, hard to watch scenes especially towards the end in that yeah. cabin yeah, yeah, yeah which uh there's some interesting trivia behind that which i'm not going to spoil but yeah it's definitely an honorable mention for me. how I she wanted really to shoot that it. scene yeah and for yeah. how long yeah 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 how long yeah, yeah. exactly so for it to feel real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is uh, great look that up uh, when you're finished with it uh, i enjoyed the ending uh which is a weird thing to say um but i think it was different than what i expected the whole thing was different than i expected it is entertaining in a sickening kind of way (laughs) but (laughs) overall um it didn't stick in my mind as much as i hoped it would i was really looking forward to this movie and i liked it but i didn't love it as much as i thought but some scenes uh, i think we talked about this when we uh, mentioned this as one of our picks uh for example the scene with uh, her and uh, alfred molina yes really (sighs) well done uh, by both them and yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, no and I, I love the music too. I really do love the music. Uh, what was it? Poison? Toxic. Uh, no. Toxic, yeah. Right, that as well. Just the, <laughs> just the, acoust- uh, the instrumental version uh, in the later scene. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. It really fits the film really, really well. It's a, it, that sort of, um, that's why I, it's, it's such a well-made and crafted film, even though I, I, I don't look back on it with, uh, yeah, as fondly as before, but it's still such a well-made film. Yeah, And it's definitely. beloved. I mean, it really is beloved. Yeah, picked up a lot of buzz and even yeah, some nominations. Did which it I win? didn't expect by uh, from that uh, movie. She might have won, but I don't think so. Was it best? Yeah, best screenplay. Yes. Okay. Best original oh. screenplay. Dude. The last year's Academy Awards with Daniel Kaluuya winning best supporting actor. I have yeah. no idea who won anything. Hopkins won. It's like the first uh, Oscar right, ceremony right. we haven't watched in years. Um, but uh, I don't know who else. Uh, well, won. Frances who? McDormand won for Nomadland. Okay, best supporting actress, I think, was the woman from Minari, the one who uh, played right. the grandmother. Right. Um, best director, I have no idea. Oh, what was oh. best picture? Nomadland. Oh, right. Makes sense, yeah. Oh, nice. right. Best director was Zoe, uh, Tony, uh, Zoe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. Uh, Chloe, Chloe Zhao, Zhao. Yeah. sorry. Was it? Yeah, it was. Of course it was. Yeah, of course yes, it was. Yes, yes. Yep. Yes. Alrighty. Um, what's your... Eight? Uh, seven. Seven? My seven is yeah, something that we teased earlier. Something I wasn't sure even came out in 2021. Again? 
Palm Springs. <laughs> it came out in 2022. It is going to come out in 2022 in ah. Austria, technically, but we saw it in the Viennale, but it's going to come out in two or three weeks. Oh, I thought you were going to go for a different one. Interesting. No, you thought I was going for... Drive my car. No. It's very much my like num- number 11, kind of. Gotcha. 12. Gotcha. Um, it even came out. Uh, it's, it's screening at a couple of cinemas already. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it... it uh, no, it's Spencer. Which has a screening on the 31st today, so it counts. Okay, I'm going to take it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was maybe already out uh, because I kept seeing the posters in so many cinemas. Um, no, no, it's it's going to be out in January, but uh, right. here, it's been out for a while. Anyway, right. it definitely counts. So I'm going to take it. Um, yeah, I'm going to take this Overdrive My Car, which I, I think mentioned as my favorite film, uh, film from the Viennale Festival. Okay. Because it just stuck in my mind way more. So many scenes, and I've just thought Kristen Stewart was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. She was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) As uh, Princess uh, Diana, and yeah, that's why I picked it. It just looked good. Maybe it's just because I've been been confronted more with it uh, in recent months, uh, which made me think of it more. Who confronted it? Uh, Well, you know. (laughs) Some thugs in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you've seen Spencer, right? (laughs) <laughs> Amazing! Actually. Tell me you've seen it. Tell me you've seen it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you know, you know the trailers and posters and whatever. Sure. And she was so good. And there's yeah, this scene which is also in trailer where she's just running, you know, uh, through time, I suppose, with different costumes on. Yep. Um, which is just so well made. I love the scenes where she is caught by I forgot his name, of course. Uh, Wormtail. You know, uh, um, Timothy Spall. Thank you, Timothy Spall. Poor man, fantastic actor, but he's always going to be Wormtail from Harry Potter to me. Um, he, where he catches her in the kitchen, where she just stuffs food in her mouth um, due to her being uh, what's it? Is it anorexic or po? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, the other yep. one. Yeah. Um, once again, we know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, I mean, I, I, I believe me. Yeah, but I, have, I haven't looked up which one it was afterwards. <laughs> I, I remember I was talking about this on the regular episode. Right. I think it's bulimia. Yeah. Um, and then she kind of eats so much uh, in the night when everybody sees her. And those scenes and just them being, uh, her being confronted by that, it's just so well done. And I do think she kind of deserves the best. Uh, Best uh, Leading Actress Award for that. Yeah. She's a fantastic. We've talked about Kristen Stewart in our special, of course, a couple of months earlier, and we professed our love for her, and I think this is just the fucking epitome of her acting so far. It's her most uh, grown-up performance, I feel like. Yeah. It's her most, like, um, sophisticated performance. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm speaking out of my ass, <laughs> obviously. But I, 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 I stand by that. Uh, sure. You know? She's great. What I, what I want to say is I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not on your list, right? It's not on my list, no. Right. It's not. Okay. Because it, it comes out in 2022, so I excluded mm-hmm. it for that reason. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing everything by the book. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then what is your number seven? So I asked you if you caught up on all the things you wanted to see. Because mm-hmm. so many things came out. We missed mm-hmm. things. Yes. In the last week, so many things came out. Yes. One of those things made my list. Oh, okay. And um, that is Titan. Right, which we want to watch together, but never then managed to. Right. I mean, this um, is, it's been out 
I don't even know how long here. Then it was locked down um, number 25, so we couldn't see it. The beginning of November, I think. Or when was uh, the Viennale? I think it came out like a week after. End of October? Early yeah. November? Yeah, I think it October? came out in early November then, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, right after that, yeah. And um, now you haven't seen this, so I'm going to stay vague. Okay. I will. I mean, we're not doing spoilers anyway <laughs> on, on anything, but... Um, Titan, the new film by Julia DeCorno, who did Raw, which was, mm -hmm. I think, in both of our top three horror films of the 21st century. Yes, Something fantastic like that. movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is her follow-up. And uh, it's it, it, honestly, dude, I'm struggling to give you the plot for this because um, <laughs> it's, it's so fucked up and weird and bizarre and so layered and everything. But basically what it's about, it's about a girl who... Uh, at a young age, is in a car accident and um, has to like um, she she gets like a piece of titanium implanted into her skull, mm, okay, to sort of reconstruct the skull. That's what, how we meet uh, the main character. I think her name is Alexia. Uh, let me look that up really quickly because it's funny <laughs> because she used the same names for uh, two women in the film, as in Raw, as in the two leads in Raw. They're both oh, really? called Alexia and Justine. Oh, okay. And Alexia is played by, um, mispronunciation, sorry, Agathe Roussel. Agathe, Agathe Roussel. <laughs> and Justine is played by the same girl, actress, woman who plays the main actress in Raw. So she, nice. she, okay. she's reoccurring her Justine role, which is a completely <laughs> different character, Garance Marillier. But anyway, we get to meet Alexia in, at an early age, and she has that accident, and then it's like a cut, and we're like, probably 20 years later and she's like a dancer at like car shows mm -hmm. and it starts out with this incredible one shot of like tracking throughout the whole like expo where all the cars are and like all the stripper dancers are like just like contorting <laughs> on the cars you know but it's sure. a great shot like technically it's really beautiful um and what happens after that is that she sort of gets uh, she has many fans and uh, has one weird encounter and sort of uh, in during that encounter she um kills one fan because he's getting too close oh okay and what happens then is she's basically wow. dude me with plot dude it's her being on the run basically because this is not this um uh, isn't the 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 last murder that she uh, <laughs> partakes in okay so there's gonna there's a few more follow on that uh, because she ha she has this weird longing for metal as well mm. which is a weird aspect of it what? So yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you if it's going to be in the same vein as Raw, and it sounds quite similar. It similar is that, yeah. body horror uh, at its best, I would say, <laughs> and that's sort of similar to Raw. Yes, it has very, very graphic and gruesome and brutal scenes. Mm -hmm. People have fainted during this film. Uh, many, fainted, many, yeah, fainted. For fuck's left. Sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I was even more intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but I, can, that. I can understand why in certain sure, but scenes, we're like the Saw generation, you know? No, I'm not saying that uh, people our age have fainted. Maybe it's uh, some, I don't know, younger or older people. I don't know. Sure. But um, that, so the, the, the film is very much uh, split up into two parts. The first part is that part. And then there's a second part where um, I'm going to stay vague. Uh, absolutely. But um, she's on the run, which I said. She's on the run and she's sort mm -hmm. of like um, hiding her identity. And... Um, She's sort of like taping herself up to look like a man, to not be, to, for her not to be able to be found. Sure, yeah. And she uh, meets uh, someone who, um, 
the last thing I'll say, and then I'm done with plots. There, the reason why she dresses up as a as a boy is because there was a missing poster of a kid who went missing, and she sort of beats herself up and makes herself look like that boy now oh. all these years later and pretends to be that boy. Okay. For the father of the boy to take her under. So, Jesus Christ. This is, and that's not even, right, that's just a setup. That is Dude, genuinely just a setup. I want to watch this movie so much. <laughs> ah, I mean, they, you just have to tell me, you know, mutilation and people fainting and <laughs> right. pretending to be kidnapped boys and I'm all in, you know. Dude, I could um, tell you so much more. I mean, that longing for metal, right? Mm-hmm. She, uh, in one of the f- first scenes, she, uh, I mean, she's really attracted to, to cars. Of course. <laughs> really attracted to cars. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think you can imagine. Yeah. Like Kurt Russell and Death Proof. Yeah, even more so. Even <laughs> more so. And um, it is a ride. Now, I didn't... <laughs> there's so many things to, uh, to sort of digest in that film. Mm-hmm. And um, while I didn't love where it ended up, like it, it was good, okay. I, it... it I was sort of hoping for a similar like ending as mm-hmm. in Raw. Just a, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. hard. Such a good ending. Yeah. And I was like, the whole time I was literally like speaking to myself like, hey, Julia, are you going to be able to like, uh, you know, floor me again with the ending? And mm-hmm. then at the end, I was like, okay, that's kind of, uh, it's cool, but it's not like as great as the other ending, which okay. it, it, it's, it's a shame to sort of like, you know, compare everything now to Raw, which is not. Sure, but, but it just ended with such a bomb drop. Right, right, right. But the first part, it really has, uh, it's reminiscent of Tarantino because the main actress is so, uh, she really looks like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. And there's <laughs> okay. some bloody fighting scenes as well, especially one sort of, uh, one great fighting scene with a great laugh too. Uh, it's that pulpy element once again of her. It's that brutal film, which at times is incredibly hard to watch, mm-hmm. really like faint inducing and everything. But also at other wow. times it is um, fun blood horror where <laughs> okay. you're literally smiling and go like that this is just a pulpy goodness it's um, such a fucked up generation yeah <laughs> it is it is <laughs> it sounds good and now the poster kind of makes sense because i was wondering about the scar yeah uh that you see there yeah and yeah, I, cool. I, it is about so much more than all of the, those things that I just said. It really has like an underlying thing. Like Raw wasn't about cannibalism or anything. It was kind of like mm-hmm. a coming of age story told through cannibalism. Wow. Yeah, sure. Uh, Titan is yeah. very, very similar in the sense of like it being about something completely different than you might expect it to be. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into that. But what I'll say is that the guy who plays the father or the, you know, he's not really the dad, but uh, sure. yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely amazing like heartbreakingly uh, great uh, the main actress she uh, honestly dude it feels like she was made for this film like it, in like minute 15 i forgot i was watching an actress mm-hmm. which is might be because it's the first film i've seen of her so i've kind of sure. like only associate her with this uh, and i love um the main actress from raw that she's in it too she's so good i uh, unfortunately she hasn't done much since raw and nothing on that scale but uh, man, she's uh, she's so good too. She doesn't have a big part in this, but uh, I was so happy to see her again. So nice. uh, yeah, it's from like the style. I kind of imagine it to be more similar to like um, Drive, just from the poster, I suppose, like the neon colors. Um, yeah. Is it in that vein? Because uh, I imagine it to take place in a lot of nightclubs and stuff like that, just from the poster. Uh, just the opening scene. Like okay. that of her, like of you getting introduced to that world of that car show that she works at. Mm-hmm. That's very 
you could compare that to Drive for sure. Okay. But it really feels like two uh, different films in a good way because the second okay. half is really about something completely different than the first. Um, even though it obviously there is a red herring going through it, but um, I'm not going to give that away. And uh, yeah, I mean, man, oh man, man, oh man, what a fucked up film! And I wanted to include <laughs> it because I've seen many films like I, 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 I've excluded films that might have been better than Titan. Mm-hmm. But there are films that you watch and you're enthralled by them and you'll kind yeah. of like appreciate them for what they're trying to be mm-hmm. much more than they maybe achieve. But this is just, she's such a great director, Julia DeCorner, from just the two films that I've seen. And when I started watching it, I was like, this could be one of the best of the year. It kind of <laughs> lost me towards the end just a little bit. Oh, okay. But it's still, still so worth a watch. So uh, yeah, it's, it's one hell of a film, man. Dude, I love this. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope I stayed vague. <laughs> but believe me, I did. There's uh, like, sure. That's really just a setup. Yeah, dude. I would never tell you anything I didn't want to know beforehand. So, uh, yeah. Is this out to stream or is it still in cinemas? It's in cinemas. No, it's in cinemas. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's, it's out on Blu-ray in the UK, I think. Mm. You know, it's been out so in so many places for such a long time. All right. I don't know if I'll get to watch it in the cinemas, but I'll definitely pick it up on Blu-ray or something. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What's your six? Well, my number six is a movie that came out very early in the year, and that actually might be my favorite performance of the year. I know what this is. It's Pieces of a Woman. Yeah. The first film we saw in 2021. Yes. It is the first, uh, or one of the first, at least, um, for the special. And it just blew me away. Uh, Vanessa Kirby was nominated for Best Actress Award, and I think she should have won. Who won again? (laughs) (laughs) Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Yeah. 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 I think there's just so much heartfelt emotion in that. And it's, um, we talked about this. It's a movie about a uh, couple played by Vanessa Kirby and Shia LaBeouf. And they're having a baby together. And there's this very intense birth scene. (laughs) Speaking of one shots. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One or two beginnings. Fucking amazing that shot. And such good fucking performances. I love that shot. It's so fucking. Fucking not thrilling, but what's the uh, suspenseful? I suppose and it's a birth. There's there've been many birth scenes in many movies that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's my kink. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought it was princesses. <laughs> no, uh, but kid, a, a piece of woman does it so well, dude. I was on my on the edge of my seat. I think I mentioned this. I, I watched this with a friend of mine. I fucking crushed her hand pretty much while watching this. It was so fucking worried about what was going to happen i think i already knew what was about to happen um because that's pretty much the setup for the plot sure which is the birth doesn't go well and the movie is how they cope with that and the fucking uh, and uh how they just start to hate each other that's like this fucking uh this disdain that you see in each other's uh in their in their, in their faces when they look at each other is so fucking heartbreaking and so well done i mean it's just it just tears you apart lisa yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love that it tears her apart (laughs) jesus no 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 jesus jesus no 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 (laughs) jesus no because in the film in room okay you're tearing me apart lisa Uh, and i was like you're you're talking to lisa it's tearing you apart (laughs) come on lisa it's tearing you apart uh, <laughs> dude yeah i kind of it's been so long like mm-hmm. almost a year but i agree this is one of the best performances of the year and um the wonder in the beginning is incredible and the dynamic between the two of them is great and like the whole family element too of uh 
like not knowing what to do, how to support her, and of like the disdain that happens there too. Uh, yeah, and people just having different ways of grieving. For sure. Which is hard to understand for other people. And uh, I, I mentioned Vanessa Kirby. I kind of fell in love with her when I saw um, The World's End. No, the World to Come. <laughs> world to Come. Every fucking time. Every fucking time. Love that movie. One of my favorite movies of the year. Still fucking can't say the name. Um, I fell in love with her there. I was looking forward to Piece of Woman because of her. And she was my highlight, but I was so surprised once again by um, Shia LaBeouf. I'm, I keep being surprised because I had the stigma of him being not the greatest actor, but he completely uh, he completely proved me uh, proved me wrong uh, last year with um, Piece of a Woman, or I guess also this year, and uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. So many other things that he did, and he yeah, and Honey Boy, Honey Boy, yeah, he he is a great actor. Yeah, I actually got Peanut Butter Falcon on Blu-ray this Christmas. Mm, I, nice. I adore that film. Very nice. Yeah, I love it's a good film. film. Yeah. Um, and obviously Dakota Johnson in this, which, which uh, she was in the film that you apparently didn't see today, The Lost Daughter, mm -hmm. which is yes. not going to make my list. Okay. Like, that's the only thing I'm going to say about it, other than Dakota Johnson is also in that film, and she is great in that film. Yeah. It's Olivia Coleman's film, for sure, but Dakota yeah. Johnson is, she, I couldn't, like every time she was on the screen, I couldn't uh, look away because she's really, really good. Right, yeah, The Lost Daughter. I I would have loved to watch it before this, but I didn't think it would make my list. No. Maybe, but you know, there I were would, so many I would other good surprised. things. Yes, and um, yeah, I might talk about it next week then. Yeah, we can. Um, so yeah, and what's your number six? So uh, my six, I don't know if you've seen this because I talked about it on the Viennale special. It's now been out on Netflix for about a month, which mm -hmm. is The Hand of God. I haven't. I haven't. I've seen that it is on Netflix, but I haven't seen it yet. No. This is uh, simply on this list for the cinematic experience because the first half of the film is the funniest film I've seen all year. Oh wow! And I talked you, about yeah. Wow. Did you did you talk about this on our last uh, last time we talked about the Viennale, or did we talk about this in private? Because we didn't oh, no, mention all of the movies on the Viennale podcast episode. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, it was one of the many films that I kind of like summarized within like 30 seconds, I think. Sure, yeah. Um, the second half wasn't that, uh, it took a <laughs> turn. <laughs> it mm -hmm. became more of like a family drama then. Because this is about, it's Paolo Sorrentino who did like Youth and uh, The Great Beauty. And this is his latest film where he sort of like, um, uh, he, uh, he, he made a film about his childhood in Naples. It's a very autobiographical film to a certain extent, I think. It was a t at a time when Diego Maradona was uh, playing right. for Naples, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was at, at a time when uh, you know he was the biggest thing. And it's kind of it doesn't have anything to do with football, really. It's just about the time in Naples uh, when that uh, happened, and it is about a guy coming of age, a guy, a uh, French, uh, sorry, an Italian actor who looks very much like Timothy Chalamet in a film <laughs> that is very similar really? to Call Me by Your <laughs> Name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it has it. it the comparisons to Call Me by Your Name are there. It's not a gay love story, but it's just like the guy in in Italy, like having the time of his life, coming of age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the first half of the film is you get to meet his family, the Italian family, and it is hysterical. It is hysterical. He's got this hot aunt that every family member uh, staring, like staringly looks at uh, in a. It, you know, could be like a bad way, but it is very, very funny. <laughs> no, it is funny. It's hysterical. Okay. There's some of the shots in there are, are just fantastic. Um, 
like the the parents are so sweet together there's a grandmother who's just angry the whole time eating mozzarella stuffing her face <laughs> it is honestly i couldn't believe it because it was a surprise film at the film festival i didn't know what i was going to see and i saw it with a friend of mine and we were both like what the fuck is this going to be a football documentary about diego maradona thankfully it wasn't and the first half of the film is uh, among the funniest of the year and I, I'm, i'm i'm kind of like i, I don't think it's going to translate as well into the Netflix experience because okay. comedies I mean you laugh when other people laugh mm-hmm. so I think you're going to chuckle maybe a few times but for me the whole like experience of like watching it with a big crowd and sort of like everyone understanding the humor and and buying into it was really really great and the second half of the film it gets a bit sad and it's a as I said before it's it's, it's more of a drama then which is still interesting and good but it 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 struggles to find the coherent ending and okay. uh, overall uh, Overall, it's very, very good, but the first half is why it's on the list. Um, I mean, yeah, number six is still yeah. a very good uh, place in this list, yeah. Right. I mean, it is a weird year. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, check that out. It might be like a, a hidden gem or whatever. It takes a while. Don't like. Don't judge it by the first 10 minutes. Give it another, mm-hmm. like, give it like 45 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> no, really. It, or sure. like 30 minutes, whatever. The first okay. scene is a bit weird, but um, it gets very, very good after that. Nice. Yeah, it is on my Netflix list. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So far. I think you would enjoy it. Nice. Um, What's your five? Yeah, so we're getting into the top five. And this is really hard. I am not quite happy with where this movie ended up. Okay. But I'll still do it. My number five is Dune. Not on my list. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's no, it's no Wrath of Man. Let's be honest. It is no Wrath of Man. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're just fucking breaking my brain, fucking wrath of man, but no Dune that's unprecedented. Uh, yeah. Because we haven't... I don't feel the need yeah. to. I, I could um, justify it, but uh, well, you talk about... Uh, um, I mean, you know. Yeah, dude, I gotta say, I, I love Dune. I thought it was a very good movie. But the reason why it's only my number five, even though I enjoyed it so fucking much, I enjoy Denis Villeneuve, is because it is not a finished movie. In my sure. opinion, yeah, it's like the fa- a first half of an epic. Uh, but I want to put it still on this list and still high, uh, high enough because it looks fucking amazing. It is a big fucking epic. It is it looks in the special effects department from the camera work, everything just looks gorgeous. It was one of the best cinematic experiences I've had this year. I would agree sure. with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, I think I mentioned this before. Like Dune isn't like my favorite setting. Uh, that's not the reason why I was looking forward to this. It's not like the story that hooked me, although yeah. it has some great um, plot scenes, like uh, the box of fucking pain or whatever it's sure. called. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, which is pretty much the the scene this movie was also promoted with. And yeah, I think everybody's heard it by now. It had a big uh, promotion which is good since a lot of other uh, Denis Villeneuve movies haven't, such as Blade Runner, which should have done way better at the box office than it has. Uh, but you know, it was still uh, critically um, beloved, and I think this movie is too, and I think this has gotten a bit more attention than Blade Runner. Yeah, it's definitely more successful. I mean, yeah. that's why they're already doing the second one, or it's, it's like been confirmed that they're going right. to do it. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm glad about. Yeah, they sure. They get some recognition. And yeah, it just felt good to watch this movie it just and i'm so looking forward one to the second one there wasn't enough help me out zendaya or zendaya 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 very good 
Um, <laughs> wasn't enough in there, uh, but I hope that's going to be made up in the in the second part. I'm sure uh, it will yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, the cast was phenomenal. I'm going to fucking great. stop using uh, <laughs> the word fantastic. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, n- nobody had like a performance like, uh, you know, Vanessa Kirby in uh, Pieces of a Woman, for example, which is hard <laughs> to do. If you got this big uh, star-studded cast, it's, I'm sure it's hard to focus on one character and really flesh that out and just focus on that actor, you know, giving a big performance since there's so many people there. There's so many things well, to keep track of. I think Rebecca Ferguson comes closest to that. I said that on the park, on the regular episode. And she was fantastic. She's my she favorite was part really of the film. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I also love the the matriarch whatever who does like the test with Timothy Chalamet. I thought she was really good. Charlotte as well. Rampling. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Just yeah. going to go ahead and say yes. Um. <laughs> sure, I think yeah, that's Charlotte Rampling. Yeah, she's great. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, there are a lot of things to like. I recently watched like a video of people, you know, reacting to VFF effects yeah youtube channel talking about dune effects comparing it to the older one which did some amazing things as well since they didn't have the technology of course this was before they had computer effects which is yeah. crazy to think about when you watch that movie the yeah, game yeah. was done practically the lynch version yeah yes like even like the the the, the armor that they have that looks like polygons it's apparently sure. hand drawn on there yeah yeah i mean frame <laughs> by frame yeah which is, I mean, it still looks like shit. But. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. It's an achievement. It's impressive. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's like the models they did for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's what they're doing I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a big fucking feast for the eyes and ears and uh, even sometimes the ass when the, the <laughs> chair started vibrating. Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is why it's my number five. It had to be in there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, experience. I agree with almost everything you said, but for those reasons, I didn't put it on. It it feels like a setup for the second one, which is going to be the main one. Mm. It was also one of my favorite, uh, one of my most anticipated films of the year. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've said my piece on this uh, on the regular episode. If you want to listen to that again, sure. uh, I, I'm I'm happy with what I said there because I'm not going to add anything to it. I haven't seen it since. I don't know if you've seen it since again. Oh, I would have liked to, but I didn't find time. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm now like, it's been months, and I, I'm kind of like interested in watching it now again, um, more than I was like a week after. It would be cool if there's like a double feature when this comes oh, out to show will both. Be. <laughs> six hours, <laughs> probably like in the in the second week or like in the cinemas that where I don't want to watch Doom because I I want to watch just like the first or second day uh, in IMAX, and I yeah. think they're just gonna show the movie uh, on its own. Yeah. And I mean, Villeneuve is going to do something else too. Recently, there was a new project. I forgot what it was called now. I don't know what the schedule is. No, no, no. It's something else, like just in development now. I, mm. I unfortunately forgot what it was. But uh, I, I, I want to see him uh, do the second Dune, of course, because it's mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, favorite uh, book or whatever. And he wants, mm-hmm. he's got so much more story to tell. And uh, there's no one else I want to see Helm the second one, but I also yeah. want to see him go back to other films. So, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. But he's got to see this through. Because no, for sure, for sure. Otherwise, this would feel kind of empty. For sure. It's going to be interesting to see when, if he does like the other project now first and then Dune after, I think. I, mm. I, I'm not sure. It's going to sure. be like on a, on a lower scale. I think so, yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, but Dune, I mean, yeah. Chalamet is great. And yeah, I mean, 
so many great actors and as you said so Bolin, Bardem uh, I really liked also uh, Skarsgård I thought he was just so fantastic. oh he was so good yeah he was uh, visually it's, it's one of the most beautiful films of the year yeah yeah right so what's your number five my five uh, I, could be your oh. five could be your one is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home well it's my number four okay look at that Look at that. Is that the first? No, it's not the first. We've had so many uh, uh, same ones yet. We just uh, haven't Tropes talked about it yet. And, uh, Palm Springs, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we talked about this, what, was it two weeks ago? I think so. Must um, be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is there to say? I mean... Uh, right. What's in number three? <laughs> spoiler talk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had kind of a spoiler talk, right? I know. I'm saying, um, should we do spoilers now? I mean... I think we can keep this spoiler-free. If you okay. want to have an in-depth spoiler discussion, yeah. we have that on there and to just yes. make this list easy on the ears without having to skip around and yeah. be worried about spoilers. All right, well, stay spoiler-free, but have your opinions changed on it in the last two weeks or um, the same? Quite the same. I mean, the the, the, the initial, uh, uh, well, you know, excitement and adrenaline has, of course, subsided since then. Sure, sure, because sure. Because we sure. talked about this very, uh, very shortly after we watched it. And yeah, it was great. There were many great scenes in there and so much to look forward to. And in the cinema, it was just a great experience, uh, which is why it's on this list. But I think it's fairly unchanged. And uh, I mentioned this before, like when we did the Marvel uh, special. I'm working my way through the movies once again. Uh, I'm still not finished. I took a bit of a pause, but I'm excited to end up at this film again, to watch it again. And there's, I bet, so many things that I missed uh, that I'm looking forward to rewatching. How about yeah. you? No, I, I, it's, um, I think it's grown on me, mm-hmm. but not for reasons that like, I don't appreciate. Like, I still have the same issues with it. Like, I, okay. I, the, the ones that I mentioned uh, on the regular episode, but um, they still somehow pulled it off, you know? Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's so weird. I just looked at my four and three and I was like, how are those films before like higher in my list than No Way Home? Like, if <laughs> no way is that accurate. But uh, I'm just going to stick with it now. But there's absolutely no way. Like, in terms of like cinematic, this was my favorite cinematic experience of the year. <laughs> sure. No Way Home. It was. It was. Yeah. For sure. It was great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't, maybe I'm going to argue that four and three are better films now, but honestly, that No Way Home should be three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to say Spider-Man, I said Dune was my favorite cinematic experience just from how it looked, how it felt, everything was just so clean and beautiful. But Spider-Man No Way Home was just such a blast to watch with an audience, which is my favorite, you know, experience in a cinema to watch with others. Because I, I could have watched Dune alone in the biggest cinema. <laughs> I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Uh, but Spider-Man, uh, I think I could have watched maybe even not in IMAX, but I think the crowd was even more important than the screen. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, right. yeah. For posterity's sake, yep. I was like, say, five, four, and three. Uh, I'm regretting now. Maybe No Way Home <laughs> should be three. But uh, right. in an hour, I'll be like happy with the list, you know? So it's going to sure. stick at my number five right now. Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But take my four and three with a grain of salt. Because I think it's okay. my four now, right? Because Spider-Man your was four. your four. So my yes. four is Palm Springs. Now, Let's go. Palm, Palm Springs, that was your nine or what? Eight? It was my nine, yeah. I don't know why that's higher than No Way Home. Because, but <laughs> I think it's... Uh, let, let me see how I can um, twist I mean, and bend this. 
It's, yeah, you got something? The way I sometimes list this, and I put this list together fairly quickly, I always complain, dude, I had such a hard time with my list. I thought this was fairly okay, especially my top five, because it's also just, maybe it's hard to argue why it's better, but it's just the memory that just feels so good and just makes you want to rewatch this and just recommend this movie. That's the case for Palm Springs? Or for No Way Home? I don't know. It might be for you for Palm uh, Palm Springs. And Palm Springs is my number nine because of that made on the list because uh, I just had a blast and I watched it again. And It's the kind of movie where somebody asked me, what kind of comedy would you recommend? I would just go Palm Springs, watch that. It's a fun ride. It's a crowd pleaser for Mm -hmm. everyone. And it's once again a film that's been out for two two years. Um, Vaguely, uh, around two years. I think, yeah, like summer 2020. Well, yes, it came out in summer 2020. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) But it took a while to come over here. So... um, yeah, it's it's on our lists this year. Mm-hmm. It's Groundhog Day. Now, uh, like a rom com set at like a in Palm Springs at like a resort where people are like it's ca- ca- caught in the time loop. Obviously, Andy Samberg and uh, uh, Miliati, Kristen Miliati. No. Oh, I don't, I don't, oh. Uh, Chris- Kristen uh, Miliati. Yes. Is it? Yes, Kristen Milioti. Okay. Um, stuck in a time loop together and falling in love, falling in and out of love with each other <laughs> in that. And obviously, J.K. Simmons, my man, has been in so many films again this year. What was it? It was last week being the Ricardos. He's obviously in No Way Home. He's in um, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good year that man has had. Um, yeah, dude, what hasn't he been in? Yeah, so there's a film that came out like yesterday or today where he's like a football film. Uh, yeah. supposed to be absolutely terrible maybe it's like a, I, I don't know if, if I got the right sport I looked at the rating and I was like okay oh obviously Invincible he was in is that going to be on your list holy shit I completely forgot about Invincible no but no it's not going to okay. be on my list um, I keep forgetting about shows same thing with uh, normal people last year yeah National <laughs> Champions is the new uh, yeah it's a football like an American football film with J.K. Simmons anyway I digress Palm Springs <laughs> I love his role in Palm Springs too J.K. Simmons is like the bitter old guy who uh, has a grudge on mm-hmm. Andy Samberg and keeps coming back to kill him with a right. fucking crossbow was it? <laughs> <laughs> like whatever he can find whatever it's like he can very find. brutal actually what yeah he does very too. brutal <laughs> yeah this was a delight and this was one of the few films that actually lived up to expectations like waiting for it like 16 months or however long it was and it was actually mm-hmm. as good as everyone said it was uh, well, well done to everyone involved. Uh, it's definitely sort of like the, yeah, I would say the the film that of the year in terms of like if, as you just said, if someone asked for a comedy, you can't go wrong with Palm Springs. Have you rewatched it since? I haven't. No. Okay, because uh, I want to uh, I want to ask you if the ending has grown on you, because I don't remember what your feelings were about that about the last shot of the movie. The last Still shot. Still trying to 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 stay vague here, but. Uh, is that a profound shot? I well, wasn't no, okay. no about profound, but uh, I thought at first I was quite confused. But by the second time I watched, I was like, "Yeah, this kind of works for me." I, I can see I, why one wouldn't be satisfied by it and can just confused. And I, I I'll uh, to stay somewhat vague, even though we mm-hmm. I don't think we need to. But uh, let's not do spoilers. But I, I, the the story ended in a way that didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. you know it's just like okay yeah. they went down that route and then sure, the last yeah. shot was just like I mean I would say that the, 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 sort of the reveal is before the last shot right mm-hmm. so the last shot was just like okay right. yeah sort of like okay that's I guess where it ends now so <laughs> I didn't love it I didn't hate it sure yep right 
What's um, your three? Top three. That's tough. Um, I really like my top three. Three really good things. My number three <laughs> is a movie that I think is not going to make your list. Okay. But hey, go ahead and surprise me. Um, it's Green Knight. Yeah. I was expecting it to be on your list. It's not on my <laughs> list now. Uh, Green Knight, the reason it is on my list in the top three, it's, I think, probably the movie on this list that stayed in my mind the most. There's so many scenes that I kept thinking about going o- going over uh, in my head. Uh, Green Knight, the new movie by David Lowry. Great fucking director. Uh, except for The Dragon. What's it called? Shut Pete your the mouth. Dragon. Pete's <laughs> Dragon is a good film. I'm not a fan. Good film. Saw it in theaters, had goosebumps at the end. <laughs> uh, but apart from that, I love his movies like Ghost Story and Old Man and the Gun. Uh, fantastic filmmaker. This is his newest work, maybe his most weird and abstract, even though Ghost Story is also quite weird and abstract. And it's a medieval tale uh, of a person at the court of King Arthur going on his own adventure, uh, meeting the weirdest fucking people. It feels like a fairy tale for fucked up adults who are high. <laughs> um, Put that on the poster. I've <laughs> <laughs> actually got the poster at home. Oh, yeah. Um, haven't hung it up yet though and the movie takes you from place to places and it just feels like a big adventure i've been listening to uh, the audiobook of um uh, uh, the law of the rings now read by andy circus love it and what i love about that movie uh, sorry that book also is just the traveling they go from place to place and they meet new characters and adventures and it just felt so special and like i said also abstract because it is the green knight this beard uh, sorry beard this uh, tree person like uh, like leaves for a beard and stuff like that coming to the court and you know trading a blow for a blow to kind of gain legend I suppose which is sounds probably very vague and whatever but you know that's kind of set above <laughs> this movie if you haven't <laughs> seen it uh, and don't expect a um, classical movie uh, film arc of a character and um, a story evolving but just the design of that and where it's taking him and like the scenes where I'm not sure if he's imagining them or are they real. Uh, only criticism that I have is like the special effects aren't great for the time we live in. Yeah, you said that. I didn't I didn't think it would look bad. Yeah, I wasn't a fan With of the, the fox. fox was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I still like the fox as a character. Not the character. Sure. Um, but that's the only thing that kind of took me out of it. But it's just the whole design, the costumes, Dev Patel, of course, as the main actor. I thought he looked great. I loved like his cape that he has all throughout. There's so many things that I think I could have read something into. And I'm not the kind of person who likes to go like, oh, this movie was so sophisticated. Did the writer think of the color when he chose that and that? I'm <laughs> uh, not a big fan of that. You know, some sure. movies, uh, you shouldn't just... Sometimes you just like a movie and that's enough. You don't have to go into fucking... Uh, you don't have to start talking about Nietzsche or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but Fuck, uh, that's I was going to do that on my number three. <laughs> it's a kind of movie where I just want to theorize and discuss and, yeah, want to watch again. Yeah. Uh, I've recently watched the new Coen... I was going to say Coen Brother film, but it's just Joel, <laughs> Tragedy of mm-hmm. Macbeth. Mm. It looks like... A, it's literally reminded me so much of the green knight so in, just in terms of the way it was shot the cinematography interesting if you yeah. loved the way green knight looks you would really thoroughly enjoy the tragedy Fine. of macbeth that's out yet yeah dude didn't even realize that nice okay it's visually gorgeous 
like really reminiscent I mean, so, of Green Knight. So was Macbeth with Michael Fassbender. True, true. It was just a bit of a drag if you're not big into Dude, I am uh, not big into Shakespeare. It. I I said it's like it, it, watching tragedy of Macbeth. It's like watching a foreign film without subtitles. Dude, mm. I had no fucking clue what was going. Oh, okay. No fucking clue. I watched it with a friend and we were literally like after that we open up the wikipedia page and sort of went through the whole macbeth story to go like ah oh, that's what that meant that's what that meant <laughs> literally like that, not being able to understand the the language but sure that's me being ignorant you know um right i mean nice. green knight it's good yeah. you know it's just not that for me but i've said that before it's a beautifully looking film but uh, i'm sure it's not a movie for everyone sure. but i think yeah it's like a fine wine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps getting better in my mind have you watched it again uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> but it keeps but, getting better. Keeps getting better. Well, just when I think just about think certain about scenes, yeah, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Might just be my memory playing tricks on me because I have a notoriously great memory. Absolutely, knows. absolutely. Um, but I'm definitely going to buy this in Blu-ray and rewatch it with maybe somebody who hasn't seen it. Although that might be risky because I don't want to sit the next uh, next to somebody just who just keeps like. All right, when is this going to be over? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was fine. Thank you so much for having me over. <laughs> Look forward to um, the next one. Yeah, so I might just watch it alone with a beer or something. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, seeing, Sorry. yeah, my three, yeah. seeing as your memory is uh, this great, uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure you remember my favorite animated movie of the year, which, Luca. you know, I had it <laughs> last year too, where Onward ended up being, I think it was my three, which looking back on it, it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but gotta be honest, man. Sure. With with the with the lists as well this year, it being a weird list, and I wasn't that like nothing really blew me away. Um, except okay. maybe one thing. My three is <laughs> the Mitchells versus the Machines. I stand wow. by that. I stand by that. I, I said it on the regular episode too. I okay. thoroughly love that film. I, I was so surprised, surprised you didn't like it. To to find this on the list, but in your top three, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I, it's uh, one of the few films that um, sort of almost cracked the nines for me and it's wow. like nice but you know i'm not i'm not sitting here and go like man i can't wait to rewatch mitchell's versus the machines <laughs> it's just for me animated movies in i'm it was like onward i watched mm-hmm. it and i thought it was almost perfect but it doesn't have a huge rewatch uh, rewatch value to me sure. and um I can't even like. It's I was like a, so surprised. Yeah, still above like Spider Man. Uh, when you said uh, you weren't sure about the top three, I didn't expect that movie. But sure, right. why not? But I said it right. It's on record. Like five. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. know why those two ended up being <laughs> for sure, no way home. Sure, sure, sure. But I would argue, and I'm gonna stand by this now. I think the Mitchells versus the Machines is a better film than No Way Home, but it is obviously less enjoyable. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sure. So. I had my issues with uh, No Way Home. I had my issues with it. Sure. But, um, I mean, I loved it, you know? It's <laughs> the minute details here. But Mitchell's versus the Machines, I mean, Olivia Coleman once again as the mm-hmm. villain of the robots that, like, the main, like, the phone that, the robot apocalypse is happening and well, mm-hmm. what family can save the world? It's the Mitchells um, on a road trip to the college that they're going to send their daughter to. And uh, during that road trip, uh, the robot apocalypse happens and they have to save the world. And, um, I gotta be honest with you, man. Uh, this pff, can't remember much about it. <laughs> Look, I love that. Like you're just blowing your lips. Like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not gonna sit here and go like, "Oh, do you remember that that great scene?" I looked through mm-hmm. certain scenes on it on YouTube like a couple of hours ago to sort of refresh in the mind. Sure. Um, what I did remember was that 
it's a visually gorgeous film. I love the animation style of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, really thoroughly, like t- towards the end as well, in that fight where uh, there's this great entrance of um, I think it's is it Maya Rudolph who play who, who voices the mother I of think her so, yeah. character. Great entrance, a great fight at the end. Um, I love the little brother who's like obsessed with dinosaurs. I love the filmmaking aspect of the whole thing of like obviously right. the main. Uh, character the girl wanting to be a filmmaker and sort of documenting the whole road trip along the way mm-hmm. um it really worked for me it was a sweet family dynamic uh set in a obviously challenging circumstance and i uh it goes it doesn't do anything special it has the same cheesy elements to it it has the same predictable elements to it of the father like trying to he wanting the best for his daughter and in doing that sort of like he's the you know he's the embarrassing dad but he's the lovable dad and you know where it's going but for whatever reasons it really worked for me um sure and i was was, i'll say it for the fourth time was i was really surprised that you didn't enjoy it as much as i did because you're the animated guy or animation guy and uh, i don't know for whatever reason we're completely different like we this was by far my favorite animation film of the year and it didn't really work for you i think i'm just a natural born hipster um Right, everybody likes into it, like, it no? like something else uh, like everyone something likes else. luca everyone likes yeah, uh, the green just... knights <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure uh no i i don't know there's so many things that just didn't work for me like the scenes you talked about some of them just i gotta say first of all i forgot most of the movie already uh <laughs> which just kind of speaks uh for how much i enjoyed it um like you said like the entrance at the end by my rudolph it was so over the top I, I just found it quite predictable in a way I think it's also the problem if you start up with a movie, it was quite hyped. It was supposed to be quite good, and I just didn't like it as much. And at some point, there's just this uh, switch that flicks in my brain where I go like, "All right, I just hate this now, and I'm gonna pick apart everything that I sure. don't like about it." And I'm like, "Okay, they did this. I'm sure they're gonna do something like that." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay, of course I was right." Um, which is just yeah, too bad because there are movies like Move uh, Luca that are quite predictable as well. But I enjoyed them so much that I didn't think about it. Yeah. There's so many movies where you can watch with somebody and I bet that happens later because, yes. you know, that's, of course that's going to happen. And when they say it, I'm like, yeah, of course it's going to happen. So please don't say that because I'm just so in it, in the moment, that I don't think about uh, the thing that they tease. If they talk about, I don't know, that character has gone missing for such a long time, of course he's going to come up later. They don't just mention that for fun. Sure. It's going to play a, a role in the movie. Uh, but in the moment, I'm just so into it that I don't care. But, in a movie where I, I don't know, don't like it for some reason, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to come up any second. It's going to come up. Uh, yeah. There it is. Of course it is there. Uh, I don't know what it is. I know it's probably a bad habit. Dude, but I do the same uh, thing. Yeah. It's so subjective. I do it yeah. on other films that you enjoy. Sure. You know, it is just the kind of mood you're in at the time when you watch it. Of course, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, this one really, really worked for me. And I'm I, glad, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> beloved. I, uh, I can't say uh, I'm right about this because yeah. so many people love it and they have good arguments. I just can't agree with them for some reason. But it does look very cool. The, the style that Sony Animation has, it's quite unique. And I'm glad they have it. Yeah. So cartoony. What's your number two? My number two is something that we talked about very recently. It's oh nowhere God. special. I, oh, I, first of all, I know you're one. But mm-hmm. then again, I didn't expect nowhere special. I thought about yeah. it. Wow, that is your number two of the year. I actually said I have one thing that I rated uh, nine uh, nine out of ten. I'm sorry, I have two. This is the second one. Wow! Did I you bump l- that up? Um, from where? 
I don't know when we talked about it on the a couple of episodes ago. It was like you already. It sounded like you almost already forgot about the film because we hadn't talked about it. Ah, uh, yeah, because I was just uh, thinking about so many. Uh, I don't know. I I didn't think to talk about it uh, like that week. You're like, this came sure. out now. Let's talk about it. I just wasn't prepared and uh, sure. didn't have all my thoughts clear. But when I saw this, nowhere special. Uh, the story about a man seeking a new family for his son since he has a chronic illness and needs to prepare for the worst, which is gonna happen any day now and i thought about this movie a whole lot when i first saw it and i recommended it actually to a couple of people and this is not the kind of movie that i would recommend to everybody i suppose but this was just so well performed and so well done that i think most people just have to appreciate it even if it's not yeah. the genre that they're into necessarily because I think no one has seen this that as well yeah which makes it so much more special i suppose it has like 2000 ratings on imdb yeah like worldwide which is not a lot um but we talked about this very recently so i'm not going to go into it too much but yeah the performances by both the father and also the son who's i think very first uh, performances was um apparently like the the actor just came over to the the kid's house at times to kind of play with him and bond with him to make it you know, a closer experience for the both of them, yeah. which is so sweet and just fits into it so well because they do seem like father and son. Just these adorable scenes, which is so heartbreaking of him having to take his medication, of course, to make, make it as long as possible, but being so drained by it and just having to throw up in the middle of the day or in the morning, trying not to wake his son and falling asleep on the couch and no longer having the energy to play with his son because he also has to work like 40 hours a week because... He's not uh, well off. He's so heartbreaking and made me feel more than most things in real life have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I agree. I think James Norton, I think he mm-hmm. delivers one of the best performances of the year. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure he's not going to get the recognition that he deserves because this is not a big movie. Yeah, I'd be surprised too. But uh, it would be very, very deserved. It would be. It would be, and this is one of the reasons also why it should be this high, because I just want to tell people about it, like, keep an eye out for this. Uh, I think it has been in cinemas, we talked about this in very small ones. If you still get a chance to see it, do, or, I don't know, if it's ever on TV, or if you like DVDs, or if it's ever in the bargain bin, pick this up, watch it, do yourself a favor, watch something that's maybe a bit out of the way, but uh, just such a rewarding experience in a way. Yeah. I don't even know if this is eligible for like awards this year. Maybe it came out like a year ago in the UK and it was already eligible and it was neglected. Mm, I don't know. No maybe. idea. No idea. True. But yeah, that's but my number two. It's a great pick. Yeah. I mean, uh, it would be an honorable for me. Right. So what's your number two? My because two? I know yeah. one thing at least. Yeah, you know the other one too because you mentioned it before thinking it was Wrath of Man. Mm-hmm. My number two is Riders of Justice. Yes. remember that one <laughs> yes <laughs> which just oh, it just dude. kind of blew my mind what was your number one thank you nice yeah writers of justice sure i should have seen that coming and just because it hasn't come up so far i've kind of like forgot that this would be on your list but fair enough i mean mats mickelson has to be in your top three at least right i mean it like um like the top 10 list of like it was I, it was for me it was clear what my top two were going to be those were like mm-hmm. the only two that were set during the <laughs> making of this list right which sure. once again speaks for the year uh, in mm-hmm. terms of films but um, I actually also knew the order my one was set in stone so wow. so was my two 
uh, Riders of Justice, it is hysterical to me. It is the humor that I like. It has all of the actors and all from all of those Anders Thomas Jensen films that I enjoy so much. Mads Mikkelsen at the core of it, one of my favorite actors of all time. You've watched it since as well. I think you enjoyed mm-hmm. it as well. Um, dark comedy of like a revenge story of Mads Mikkelsen trying to figure out what the hell happened to um, his wife. Yeah. Uh, along with his daughter, who's uh, who was also involved in the accident, but uh, thankfully survived. And a lot of friends, not friends, but he meets a lot of people along, along the way. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a gang involved as well, which uh, maybe had something to do with the accident. Um, and they're trying to figure out what, what happened and trying to take the revenge. And it, it takes shifts. I mean, there's, it goes from being a comedy to being a very brutal uh, action film. It, mm-hmm. I love the, the moments of when Matt Mickelson's character sort of like when his fuse is lit and he just got it, goes and knocks a guy out where you sort of see his past coming through. Mm-hmm. I love the comedic elements. I love the guy. I think he's called Emmentaler. I love the whole scene where right. they're assembling weapons for the first time, and the dude, <laughs> the, the heavy set guy Emmentaler, he's just like he, he gets it uh, because he loves assembling things. And I love the way he holds out the gun once he's ready to, <laughs> just like he's in the military, just like perfectly uh, holds it out. And Matt Mikkelsen goes like, "How the fuck did you?" Yeah, I just love assembling things. <laughs> I love the hacker laughing at the fact that uh, at the assumption of him not being able to hack something, he just goes like, "That's the easiest thing ever." Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about An- Anna Thomas Jensen films that the whole tone of it works for me and I can mm-hmm. just uh, soak up these films and Riders of Justice, good mixture of action and comedy and uh, one of the films of the year that really, really blew me away, worked for me, yeah. Yeah, like it's also like drama. You mentioned this when you had this as, as your pick with oh, the breakdown the of Max Mikkelsen. Scene, yes. When I uh, saw this movie, I gotta say I wasn't as convinced by the movie as a whole but by a couple of scenes and that was one of them which just blew me away. And also some of the funny scenes, for example, when that hacker guy uh, pretends to be a psychiatrist too. Oh when my his daughter God. wants to know what's going on and why they're here. Fantastic. So, uh, are you a psychiatrist? Uh, we, I want to see, you know, because I'm fucking taking aback by what has happened to me and my mother. So, oh, sure, I'm a psychiatrist. Why the fuck not? Like sitting down with her and giving her the worst <laughs> advice you've ever heard of because he's like, I've had so many therapy sessions, you know. I yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I uh, want to talk about her mom, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's all right that you're fat, you know? You need to be okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> Just what? Yeah. Uh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that film so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your, uh, your one, right? Yeah. So the best thing that I've seen in 2021 is Suicide Squad. Death Suicide Squad, I suppose, by James Gunn. I love by the fact, I think in the regular episode when we talked about this, you mm-hmm. picked Minari as your pick of the week. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Which didn't even make your list. But now it's your one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love uh, it. Well, I had Minari on my list, but I bumped it off for something else uh, in the end. Um, Suicide Squad, I watched this twice in cinemas. I very rarely do that with anything, but I just want to watch it again. Uh, I watched it like the day after, I think, or two days after I first saw it. I had a fucking blast. I kept thinking about this. This is the kind of movie, if the, the second we fucking finish this podcast, I could turn this movie on. I would still have a blast. Yeah, fair. And I could watch this movie 10 times, and I'm sure I will in the course of my life, because I have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's just so many things that work for me. The story is just so over the top and stupid that I can get behind it. 
it's got such eccentric characters that when I see them just make me smile. There's so many quotes that worked for me the second time and action that is so brutal and fun to watch, which is, once again, just a testament to how fucked up this generation is in a way. But it just works for me when the fucking people are just getting flailed. The fucking javelin dude at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Fun character, and then just everybody dies in the most gruesome fucking way possible. And it's just, it is just funny. Yeah. Dude, the opening is my favorite bit of the whole thing. It's so good. And yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, a second one of this coming out. I want to watch the Peacemaker uh, fucking show. I was so surprised by this because I hated the first one, the first iteration right, of right, the right. Suicide Squad, like most people did. And I had very little expectations of this. When I heard there's going to be a new Suicide Squad, it's going to be by James Gunn. I was like, okay, nice. James Gunn is a cool director. He's done Guardians movies. I like them, but how much can he pull out of this, you know? This is a broken concept. Just scrap it and do something else. Yeah. But it, no, it worked. He fucking revamped it completely. I, it, it's just something that I love now. The first DC thing of the new movies that I actually really fucking enjoy and want to see more of uh, and makes me want to like James Gunn even more. I mean... Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's the most stupid and fucked up movie that I've seen in a long while. Just them <laughs> coming to a camp killing everyone in a fun stupid way like the with the polka dot man like just exploding somebody yeah, with yeah. the stupidest superpower i love that they just picked unknown superheroes or supervillains i i should say and it's just turning out to be allies <laughs> and whoops <laughs> <laughs> i guess we fucked up uh it just works for me yeah yeah i love the shift in the beginning like when mm. you you start with one team and then there's a shift to the other one i love that moment right it was another great cinematic experience, and you can call us basic bitches for loving these uh, superhero films, but uh, it really was. It's, it's, it's far more than that. It's really great filmmaking, and I loved yeah. seeing it in IMAX and the whole aspect ratio there. And uh, It's a great film. It, it's my number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't buy into the hype as much as you and other people do. Maybe <laughs> sure. it was. I actually had high expectations for this. Maybe okay. it was that. Um, to me, it, it started off so well that the the rest of it kind of like uh, couldn't live up to that. Kind of like John Wick three, sure. <laughs> which is a weird comparison. But um, yeah, it's 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 so much better than the first one, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's it's I, I love James Gunn. I can't wait for Guardians three. That's my that's gonna be my one of the year. I think. I hope so. Yeah, uh, he's just got this own style that yeah. I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, and he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He does. And Absolutely. you say we're basic bitches for liking like superhero movies, but what I like about this, you don't have to know any prior movies. Right, right, right. It's just a fun ride, whatever you're into. Right, for nice. sure. Yeah. So that's my number one, short and sweet. We've talked about this before, Suicide Squad. What is your number one? What is the best thing you've seen all year? Yeah, I think it's your 10. It's Dope it Sick. my 10, yeah. And it Crazy. was... <laughs> <laughs> it was set in stone the minute I I start I finished the show. Nice, okay. And I'm so happy because when I talked when we talked about it before, I'd only seen one episode. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that night I think I saw episode two and three, and then uh, man, I absolutely love this. But um, it's going to be good to get your perspective on this because I have talked about this before. I'm happy to say that it, things that I hope that I was hoping it was going to be like actually happened. It, it sort of uh, managed <laughs> to keep up its quality. Sure. But you told me the day after you started watching and you liked it a lot too. So um, it's great. What are your th- your feelings on it? I actually kind of feel bad that it's only my number ten. It's so hard to place it. I yeah. kind of also base it on rewatchability. Um, but 
it is a great show with a great show with great um great casts just such amazing performances by um i keep forgetting her name i'm so sorry caitlin deaver caitlin deaver i keep uh confusing her with abigail breslin um fair fair yeah um but what's also so funny because i mentioned when you uh, talked about dope sick that there was a special on last week tonight about opium i yes. don't know if you've seen it uh, by now yes i have which is uh kind of ties in with the end of dope sick and knowing what uh, has happened 100 percent has happened yeah which is great and also uh, i kind of forgot that in the opium 2 episode because he did three specials on that yes um michael keaton played oh, richard sackler yes he did impersonation of him which is funny um but he didn't play, uh, play richard sackler here but a doctor and he was fucking heartbreaking i mean he the testimony so he gives in the very first episode uh where he's asked if he has prescribed oxycontin to his patients and uh what has happened to them and he just pauses for such a long time then goes i can't believe how many are dead now yeah it's just sells the whole show in one sentence and right. you're just hooked from that moment right you're in yeah it was such a good pilot such mm-hmm. a good first episode i think keaton is is unbelievably good in this unbelievably yeah. good in this as the um, i mean quickest summary it's about the oxycontin uh, epidemic really uh, mm-hmm. told uh, so it, it was set like a uh, early sort of mid 90s right through to, through to like mid 2000s right because we talked about that on the i wasn't quite sure about the time frame uh, yeah i think 2004 is like the trial you see right. at the very beginning or five i'm not sure yeah right 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 so it, it what i so it's about the oxycontin crisis about like the fda approving a drug made by the sackler family by is it purdue right it's purdue farmer purdue farmer yeah uh, them selling uh, opioids uh, with the tagline of them not being as addictive as others mm-hmm. for no fucking reason because they have an mm-hmm. FDA label that says it's less addictive to than one uh, percent. Mm-hmm. It's about, built on complete bullshit studies yeah. that never really took place. Built on a study that well, that's like a, a paragraph long. They just which quoted, wasn't really a study. No, no, no. It's I, just of course, made a statement. Yeah, of course. Just some random doctor mm-hmm. said that uh, it wasn't. Uh, you know, they just took that and and blew it up to something that it wasn't mm-hmm. without his knowledge without his knowledge he had not yeah he had nothing to do with it and yeah. he's the most cited study in all of their fucking documents <laughs> um and at the fda they had someone who approved the label who used to or who then worked for purdue pharma or whatever so it's many just, people yeah, yeah it's just a cash grab machine and um it is told through so many different perspectives michael keaton as you said plays a doctor who mm-hmm. prescribed oxycontin unknowing to what is going to end up happening to his patients and himself yeah. who gets prescribed oxycontin after an accident mm-hmm. um will poulter dude i forgot to mention that on a regular episode his accent it's got to be the best fake american accent i've ever heard the dude is british i can't, it's unbelievable it's, it's very unbelievable. good yeah. i mean he's plates right no, i think, I mean, I think the, i'm confusing him with somebody else detroit was he the cop in detroit he was in detroit yes yeah and in yeah, Revenant, right. no, I'm, yeah, he's done it before. He's great mm-hmm. with he's great with accents. Obviously, in with the Millers, I think he Fair also enough, has I, a American. Please forgot that he's British. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough. Yeah, um, he <laughs> is the sales rep who sells OxyContin for Purdue. Every scene with him and Keaton together, their relationship, mm-hmm. the way it breaks off, the way he's the, the Keaton confronts him about selling poison, the way Keaton asks him for pills when he visits him at the rehab clinic. Right um rosario dawson as the she, yeah uh, right? she was she's one of so my favorite good. story arcs yeah she so i good. loved her i think she she's an actress that i haven't paid a lot of attention to in the last couple of years but 
what I've seen uh, from her when I think about it is fucking amazing. She's a really good actress. Yeah. Fantastic. I loved her relationship with her husband too. Felt She's very certainly. real. I've loved that story arc that they concluded that. Just yep. opening with her saying yep. her man, Mary, she's about to get a divorce and then just over the next couple of episodes telling her story of getting more involved in the investigation against Purdue and that taking a toll on her, yeah. Right, and telling the story of the relationship through flashbacks. Right, uh, yeah. yeah. Loved, loved the husband. I thought it was felt very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's obviously the, I think it's at the FBI, right? At DEA. Uh, sorry, the, right. But doesn't she, isn't there something with the FBI as well? No? Am I mixing that up now? She's uh, at the DEA. That no makes sure. more sense. Not yes, sure, yeah. that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is in this? Um, uh, Caitlin Deaver, like Caitlin we mentioned. Caitlin Deaver. As a brilliant. patient yep. of... Uh, Michael uh, Keaton. Sorry. Some fireworks going off in the background. Uh, happy Keaton, New Year, yeah. happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, as Michael Keaton, <laughs> it's now 12 p.m. We're, we're, we're spending it in front of our PCs. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, uh, obviously as a young uh, mine worker who gets prescribed Oxycontin. And, then, and yeah. sorry, Skarsgård. Yeah, Peter Skarsgård. was Sarsgaard. phenomenal as this. <laughs> no I finally no managed to, <laughs> to, 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 to uh, say the word. Uh, what's his name, sorry? Sarsgård. Sarsgård. Yeah, not Peter Sarsgård. No, that, oh, he's not related. Skarsgaard. He's not related. Ah, oh, okay. I thought he was, he was maybe the brother. Okay, no, sure. no, I don't think he's related. Okay, he's also sense. in the Lost Daughter with uh, the new. Oh, yeah, let's go. Because I think he's the husband of Maggie Gyllenhaal. Right. right. Yeah. She's I the think director. We have actually talked about this. Maybe at some point. He's great in this as the. Um, I, I never knew. Is it district attorney? No, it's not district attorney. But uh, I never Isn't knew he? his title. No, the district attorney is the other guy, right? Right. He. Well, he is with the district attorney's office, I suppose. Is that what he always introduces himself when he uh, interviews people? Yeah. Could be. But as sort of the force, like the investigation, like he wants to know what the fuck happened, mm-hmm. basically, along with his colleague and uh, other people as well. I love the guy who played the DA. Uh, I know him from like Limitless, the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, is it Jake McDorman? Yeah, Jake McDorman. Really loved him. And I could go on and on. Are we forgetting anyone and big? Richard Sackler played by... Of course. Who was it? Michael Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg, that's his name. Such a great voice, such a great impersonation of the guy. If you watch so, the original tape too. yeah, Kind of weirdly menacing, even yes. though he is like this guy who is, just keeps getting forgotten by his family and then just takes complete control. Yeah. And also the woman who plays his cousin or whatever. Uh, there's Isn't she the one that also in the tape? Yes. What, what tape? Uh, it was... I think it's shown at the very end of the show and it's also shown in the special where right, she right. gives an interview about uh, uh, Oxycontin. The Last Week Tonight thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie Sackler, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I feel like we're missing many people, but uh, I think we got I'm sure we the are. majority yeah. of them, right? Um, yeah. And you mentioned this when you had this as a pick, the way they portrayed the timeline, like making it visually so pleasing when it just skips through time. <laughs> yeah. You have this like timeline and you always know where you are compared to the last scene. Yeah, makes it so much easier to follow the story, especially over multiple episodes, which I thought was so well done. Hundred percent. Philippa Sue is the uh, the only main actress I think we forgot it's from Hamilton, obviously, as another sales rep. Do you remember? Are you shitting? Philippa Sue. That's Philippa Sue. I told you this on the regular episode. Right. <laughs> I forgot about this. I didn't recognize her at all. Yeah, yeah, I thought like she seemed so familiar, but she looks so 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 different. Yeah, she plays a very different character than, yeah. uh, what's her name, uh, Eliza. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that's so weird no you're right yeah, yeah. just a face everything looks so different yeah it's just such an evil character just, yeah. just like embodies the the sales reps who are into this because yeah will polter's the guy with a bit of a conscience uh, and yes. she is just you know money give me money and fuck everyone else just intimidating uh drugstore owners uh, pharmacy owners yeah absolutely Crazy. one yeah. of many many uh bad people in this uh, mm-hmm. for sure i'm surprised I, yeah yeah i how good she was she's Sorry. great she's great they, yeah i love it the, the absurdity of it all it's a story worth telling a lot of people mm-hmm. should know about this it's still going on today i think um it's yeah uh, it's gotten better uh, yeah i, I think <laughs> hopefully a little <laughs> bit maybe but uh, what uh, Danny Strong is the show creator. He actually like retweeted mm-hmm. our tweet promoting the regular episode. Which was oh, nice. let's go. <laughs> Good friend of the show, Danny uh, Strong. <laughs> somebody recently asked me if you had somebody like retweeting us again after we had this big moment with uh, Ricky Gervais. And was like, yeah. uh, I think we peaked at that point. <laughs> Nothing against Danny Strong, but I think he would agree that Ricky Gervais is a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a bigger name than Danny Strong. Sure, yeah. But I am a huge fan of Danny Strong now. And yeah. um, the way he manages to intertwine all of those stories the whole the, the different angles in which the story is told and to make every single aspect of every story interesting uh, and to make the story as a whole interesting coherent is very very uh, yeah noteworthy and well done uh, so uh, dope sick for me was definitely the best thing i've seen and i said before the show before we started mm-hmm. i didn't have a single nine this year i have mm-hmm. one ten and that's dope wow sick. so let's go <laughs> isn't okay. that a mic drop moment i saved it for that moment right there I just, yeah i gotta say just also caitlin deaver being in great just limited shows i would love yeah. to see such releases just blow you away and uh, a lot of the time they're also on hbo max which are to get our hands on now yeah but yeah that an unbelievable two unbelievably good shows yeah book smart she's been great we talked about yeah. this yeah great Nice. What? So yeah, those are our picks of the year, the best things mm-hmm. we've seen this year. What do you have for honorables? Uh, what I loved this year was, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I wasn't going to make my list, but really enjoyed it. Um, Drive My Car yep. was close to being on there last night in Soho. Oh, wow. Really? Really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. But yeah, too many other good ones. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, great. Yep. The Dick, loved it. The Dick was 2021. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah still haven't seen it. Loved that movie, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. This had a shot of making it The Father just because of Anthony Hopkins' performance. Of course. Amazing. And of course, Minari was my number 11. I actually had it on oh. my list and then crossed it out. Right. Right. What about you? I have excluded The Worst Person in the World, which is mm-hmm. the Viennale film that's not out yet, that comes out in February or March. Right. That would have maybe made my list. I decided on excluding it for just to make it easier for me to put the list together so that's sure. a special honorable in terms of real honorables i have the father as well mm-hmm. i have the kid detective 100 ah, percent. still gotta watch it yeah still that almost made my list crazy then, okay uh boss level the wow. uh, frank grillo film yeah it's fun wow. it's okay. fun sure. it's fun sure uh then i have uh, no time to die the bond one mm-hmm. the last duel i really enjoyed the last duel <laughs> Okay. What's going on? You enjoyed no, that film. Understood the last stool. <laughs> just going to be the documentary about <laughs> Michael Stuhlbarg. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sitting on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I have Mayor of Easttown, the Kate Winslet HBO show, the, mm-hmm. where she's a detective. Right, yeah. Another miniseries, The Innocent, the Spanish one from Oriel Paolo. I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Bo Burnham's Inside almost made my list. 
just because it's wow. Bo Burnham. Yeah, that I, dude. I forgot that that, that was the, this year, but yeah. now that you said it, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't make your list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are there were many decent <laughs> things this year. I could go on a Shang-Chi I enjoyed. Dune definitely sure, is worth yeah. of an honorable. Like Shang-Chi not making it the list what Wrath of Man does. Yeah. I can't figure you out, dude. I you're, think, the, you're the unpredictable one I this year. I think that is because I did put No Way Home in there. I didn't want to like oh, okay. oversaturate it with Marvel. Fair enough, fair enough. But I'll, stay by, I'll stand by my Wrath of Man. I'll stand by him. Nice. Just to read through the rest I got written down here. Malcolm and Marie. I got Pieces mm, of a Woman too. Malcolm and Marie, you're right. Those, yeah. those didn't have really a shot of making it. Just in the, in the contention of like the top 30 or whatever, maybe. Power of the Dog, I enjoyed Stillwater mm-hmm. because it's Matt Damon. Right, yeah. I um, forgot about that movie. Yeah, and then Happening, which was the abortion film I saw at the Viennale, which was really, really good. I don't know if that's out yet. That's a really... Was it a documentary or is that a, no, a, a, a feature film? It's a feature film, feature film. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. in the 60s well, or nice. 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Some lighthearted stuff, you know? I remember, yeah, I remember, actually. And dude, I have to mention this. What I thought was going to be my top three throughout the whole year, which isn't the 2021 release, is definitely I Know This Much Is True. The Mark Ruffalo mm, show, yeah. Derek C. in France, that came out last year, unfortunately. Ah, too bad. One of the best things I've seen all year, though. I completely again. forgot about this. Also, there's so many things that we talked about at like the beginning of the year that I forgot about. Yeah, this is one of the best things I've seen all year, even though it's not a 2021 20, thing. I know this much is true. So good. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. That's it for honorables. And uh, in terms of omissions, this we have to say uh, the things that maybe if you're listening to this in like the UK or the US, we haven't got the chance to watch Licorice Pizza. We yeah, haven't got the chance that. to watch yeah. Belfast. We haven't watched the chance. Yeah. Haven't got a chance to watch King Richard. Mass. Come on, come, come, on. On, come on. It literally got come on, come on. as the next <laughs> one written down. Yeah. So all so of these much, films, yeah. we 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 didn't exclude them because we didn't like them. We excluded them because we had no chance of seeing them, unfortunately. Yeah. So. But we might get to it in January. We'll see when it's sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> but then I in December all... we're going to put it on the list yeah. again, and no one it's going to feel like it's been out for two years again. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Nice. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Right. I mean, you're right. Maybe it wasn't the best list, but there are some great fucking things on there in both our, of our lists. I think at least. Yeah. I mean, I watched uh, this year, I watched more than I did last year. Uh, last year was a weird year where I think obviously a lot of things were postponed. And, um, uh, but also, like, I don't know why, even though we had more time spending at home, I didn't really watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you were the same. Uh, this year, I watched more, but overall, um, yeah, when making this list, I, as, as I said, Dope Sick was the standout to me, and then everything yeah, so else sort of. Uh, there were some great ones, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, apart, apart from Dope Sick, nothing really blew me away this year. I mean, a 10 is still something. Oh, I, I, there's many years where I don't have a 10. Right, but I'm, I'm talking about like a good nine. Still, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think right. I'm more, I'm more um, lenient giving out 10s than you are. Well, how many tents do you have on your letterbox account? Uh, I have about like between 20 and 25. I'll say between because wow. there's like some documentaries on there, like making of documentaries. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Fincher t- <laughs> f- spending four hours talking about uh, how he made the girl with the dragon tattoo. That's a 10 for me, you know? Okay. <laughs> but uh, oh, Fair enough. Yeah. I mean. What, do you have like two? <laughs> I have 10. Well, there you and go. I love that. I don't want to. I don't want don't to want get to. anymore. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but I'm quite happy with those. But it, it's so hard to pick a ten. And I think most, if not all, the films that I have as a, a ten, 
I have to watch at least two or three times before I'm comfortable giving it that, which is so weird. It's not like it matters because it's like my private list. It's not like going to be published anywhere. Sure. Uh, but a, a film that's at like a 10 has to be like close to perfect as like the on way the it was viewing. made. Yeah. And also on the second viewing, it just has to stay as good as it, as it is. And also it just has to have a special heart in my place somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I get that. I get that. It's been the case for most of my tens as well that I must have seen it multiple times before that, mm-hmm. uh, before I actually like upped it to a ten. But certain things, uh, like normal people, like uh, dope sick this year, I, I was just like, let's just you know, who cares? It's a ten. It's a ten. <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> sure. No. Sure. Anyway, that's been episode ninety six. The best thing we've seen in twenty twenty one. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I enjoy talking about this, even <laughs> though uh, I maintain the fact that. Um, I'm hoping 2022 is going to be a better year for films. Yeah. Um, we'll but see. Uh, yeah, still some good ones uh, on our list for sure. If you haven't seen uh, some of them and if you're interested in them now, please check them out. Let us know your thoughts on them if you check them out for the first time. Let us know your favorite things of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to know if we missed anything big. Um, and yeah, that's it from me. Uh, obviously, we'll be back with another regular episode next week talking about all right. the things maybe that we crammed in last week uh, <laughs> for preparation for this which obviously only for me only Titan made it but um, mm-hmm. talk about those things next week uh, yeah that's it for me nice yeah thank you so much for listening like you said this has been another special episode we hope you enjoyed uh, you can check us out anywhere where you get your podcast from check us out at Best Thing Radio on Twitter and Instagram you can check out the thumbnail that Flo is going to make for us once again so it was a trick one uh, during a special and also the intro I'm quite excited about to hear, which you heard like an hour ago. Two. <laughs> Two <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Consider dropping a like, a subscribe uh, or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out a great deal um, to kind of get uh, us out here into the big old algorithm of life. <laughs> um, happy New Year, or I guess you already are in the New Year. If so, I hope it's better than the last one. Yeah, uh, it's so. been a blast, uh, even though we might have said it's the release weren't as great as they have been in the last couple of years. It was still a blast with so many fun things to talk about this year, and I hope it's going to be the same next year. Yeah, let's crack open a bottle, right? Because we'll see each other in like an hour or two. In like one hour or two, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might warm up with a beer right now. <laughs> I'll see you soon, and we'll hear see you. you. No, shit, you'll hear us again next uh-huh. week right do you want to do yeah. the last buy this one i'll say bye oh, i get the last buy i haven't done it in years <laughs> okay you, you ruined it it should have been like instantly you know bye cut this together <laughs> <laughs>